The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us either on campus or online. To learn more, visit eomega.org. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone to The Intentional Spirit. And most importantly, thank you for being intentional. I've known for a number of years that those of you that are audience members, that you are people, that you're dedicated to moving beyond just the externals that get in our way of our dream list, of our um, our dedication to make change, but you're actually people participating. I also know people in this audience that you are healers, you're artists, you're seekers, and you're activists. People really committed that knowing without a doubt that the world is a better place because you have lived in it. Our guest is no different today than that. Uh, Ricky Roberts third, Ricky Roberts III. He is a trailblazer. He is a man that has lived the journey and has impacted uh, hundreds and thousands of lives throughout America and helped kids. Ricky, welcome to our show today. Hello, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Temple. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, I'm just so grateful because I I love the work that you do. I love how you impact the youth. But to give everybody else a window into who you are and why I am such an advocate of yours, tell us a little about uh, a little bit about the early days of your life and and some of your story, uh, how you became Ricky Roberts. You know the, um, <clears throat> I mean. Really, just to start way back, one of the first memories that that I have is on the way to elementary school, <clears throat> riding with 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 my mother, and she and we're on the way to school, and she's telling me to tell my teachers that I fell off my bike because I had a black eye, and. She she was the one that gave me the black eye, but all that I'm having I deal with, I'm I'm experiencing all this confusion. Like, why are you telling me to lie? I knew it was wrong. I could feel it was wrong. It hurt, but then I'm the other part of needing to lie on top of that. So it's the first day of kindergarten. Get dropped off at, at the front of the school. She opens the door and she's like, "Get out of the car." So I'm walking up, five years old, black eye by myself, kindergarten, right? So that was just Mm. like the start of this chaotic upbringing of not really feeling a sense of of love or trust or or value, but not to say that there weren't good times, because of course there were 
ups and downs, a lot of peaks and valleys. But, you know, the valleys and those times of abuse and neglect and, and violence on so many different levels um, impacted me in so many ways. At the age of 11, my father left. I didn't see or talk to him for about 12 years after that, with the exception of a few times. And at this time, my mother's a single mother with six kids without an education or any real skill set to take care of kids. So needless to say, there were all types of poverty on, on many different levels. And, you know, her frustration and pain and bitterness projecting onto us with some sort of resentment. And um, I just became more and more angry as time went on and more and more confused and uh, just struggling with any, feeling any sense of worth in my life. I would look at life and think, if this is life, like, it doesn't really make any sense. This is no fun. This is not. And I would see people on the outside of my life of just craving a sense of love and belonging that they had, you know, and um it manifested itself eventually into hurting other people, contemplating my own life, night to laying, you know, in, in my bedroom in high school in the middle of the night with a gun in my mouth, just like squeezing the trigger, but not clenching it, you know? And um, <clears throat> eventually that type of hurt, that type of pain, that type of anger manifested itself into me getting in a fight at the age of 17 with a, a group of, people in Ybor City. To make a long story short, I ended up stabbed nine times in the hospital, laying there thinking that I'm dying and being afraid or feeling the fear of death for what I felt like the first time in my life because I had so much hurt and pain from my past that I didn't necessarily care if I lived or died. And I was living my life accordingly in so many different aspects of it. And then all of a sudden feeling like I'm going to die, I realize I don't want to die. I'm not ready to die. And in the midst of all of this commotion, confusion, there was this hospital chaplain that comes into the room and, he, you know, he, he puts his hand on my head and says, everything's going to be okay, son. And all of a sudden I just felt this peace. It came over me. And I laid there for the next six and a half hours while the doctors and nurses worked on me and been a week and a half in recovery and the whole time recovering just staring out of the window thinking how did I let <clears throat> this pain in my life control me so much that I almost died uh, by my choices really you know the fight could have been avoided and I, I just just started asking like the bigger questions of my life why am I still here why didn't I die what can I do with my life? How can I take some of this pain and start moving it in something, some sort of positive direction? And that was the start, but it's not like, as you know, because you've had a journey yourself, it's not like I just walked out of the hospital and I had gold all around me and I was automatically like changed into a different person. That was just where the work started really. Well, I I say, uh, you know, very often, uh, Ricky, and thanks for your vulnerability and your willingness to share that, I say very often there's a big difference between our birth story, and that is, though some people say, you know, when we're choosing this incarnation, we choose our parents, our lack of, or we choose our system or whatever, and perhaps we do on a soul level 
not necessarily a conscious level, that's for sure. Um, sure. I think many of us would have said, oh, no, not me. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be there. Um, but that being said, perhaps as a soul, we do choose. I've heard it said in thousands of different ways and different mantras that great people choose great issues, you know, to grow from yeah. and expand from. And that's exactly what your website says. Keep believing in the greatness of who you are. I do know fundamentally, yeah. uh, having uh, lived my own life, that great people have walked through great stuff. And yeah. that is what creates that expansiveness. That's why when someone like you talks or writes books, it's not a surprise to me that your books sell out because people believe you because you've lived it. You're living in it now. But there's a big difference between the birth story, what we're born into, and our creation story. And that's yeah. the part that whatever we call it, grace, uh, wake up call, uh, down and out to the down of the low. Um, but whatever it is, people like you and me somewhere along the journey had a sense of waking up and went, I don't want this. You know, my life is yeah. designed to be different and I need to be willing to make some changes and explore different avenues, et cetera, et cetera. And it's extremely powerful because we do have um, a lot of children that are um, abandoned from the get-go. And then they spend years abandoning themselves, not listening to their intuition and stuff like that. You have so many books on your website, Ricky Roberts the Third. That's RickyRobertsIII.com. But I also want to encourage people to go to Amazon and just type in Ricky Roberts III, as in Ricky Roberts the Third, and you can see all of his books. The one we're talking about more specifically today is Healing Within. Healing within the wounded child, heal your wounds and change your life. Um, how did this title come about for you? Obviously, you've you're living this. You've continued to live it, but there were, was there a particular calling or reason that that you went? Let's call it what it is. This is some deep yeah. stuff here. Yeah. Um, well, first off, just about that. You know, the birth journey and the, the sacred journey is I would not take back anything that I experienced because it's all part of who I am and, and what I'm able to do with that stuff, you know, and, and it's just the um, so I'm grateful in, in so many ways. And this mm. healing the, the wounded child within uh, it. You know, I, I got to a point in my life, Temple, where I felt like I overcame my my childhood in so many ways. Like I was I was doing this great stuff and, uh, you know, writing books, having the opportunity to speak with um, young youth, adults, whatever, in, in these different capacities. And, and I'm and I acquired along the way in my journey to work and understand and build my like self-esteem and find my identity and truth and become vulnerable and all of these different elements of, of growth. And under and trying to work on myself, or not trying, but working on myself, establishing tools or or acquiring tools, if you will, to to default to in certain situations, certain triggers, whatever. I can go into my toolbox and and just work through different anxieties that may come up, insecurities, lack of worth, whatever. 
then, I, you know, several years ago, I was, I was talking with a therapist, actually, and going through some, some turmoil in my life at that time and just talking through it with her and, and just getting that perspective. And I, and I was experiencing this, this quest, like I was questioning, okay, I've established these tools. I'm very mindful of the way I'm living, but there's something deeper, right? Like there's, there's more here. I shouldn't have to work so hard at certain social interactions or certain parts of my being to really feel content and comfortable um, at ease with my life. And, um, then I started connecting it and we were having a conversation one day and she, there, she was like, in this specific moment that I was describing to her, Ricky, this isn't you in that moment. That's the wounded child within you triggered that is experiencing that same pain as a child in the moment. And so I just started reflecting on my life and thinking about how many different levels that manifests into our lives in different ways. Um, you think about an infant think about how at peace they are, right? Like there's this love and calm and contentment with this infant. And then you, you have a toddler and they are super curious and exploring, just super fascinated with the, the world. And then you start going into um, later stages of development and then you get people telling you you're not good enough or social contracts making you feel like you're not worthy or you don't have enough or telling you people telling you you're not capable you can't do it building these certain insecurities concepts of the world of yourself and then we go into adolescence late adolescence and we we have to you know like put on that persona that we have it figured out or we that's not bothering us and we go into adulthood we can't let our childhood bother our adulthood and like we have to let that go and um I feel like this just there's this wounded child within so many of us that comes out in different ways in our in our interactions as people as adults that could stand some extra attention to. So that's what the journey of this book was about. It's so powerful. There was a statement that that you made a reference to when you were first speaking, and I thought it would be a great place for us to kind of play back and forth. And I've, I've witnessed it from, I, I witnessed it in my own life when I was growing up or growing out of existing mm. situations. And I also recognize it when I have done counseling with um, people in uh, marriages that don't work or in relationships or uh, challenges with work and work ethics and all those kind of things. And so it goes something like this. Um, it's like, so you started out by saying that, you know, it was so hard to be in that situation and that, you know, and the b abuse and the way you were treated and everything. And then, then you said, and I'm not, I'm not picking on you. I'm just wanting to make a point because we all do it. And then you said, but you know, it wasn't always that bad. And there were times that it actually was okay or pretty good. And mm -hmm. I, I, I found this to be um, part of, of what people carry that is like it, how, how do I say it? It's almost like a deal breaker, if you will. I've had many person come to me and say, my marriage isn't working. You know, my husband or my wife is seeing someone else. 
um, it's not going well, or they're constantly drinking, and then they'll go. But, you know, um, they do have some really nice qualities. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean, Ricky, are yeah. you getting what I'm trying to say? Oh, that, oh totally. And I'm, and I'm sure our, our audience listeners are, and I would urge you to call in because we want to involve you and engage you. You're welcome to call anytime during the show, 816-251-3555. Um, but what I discovered uh, for me is that to really get to the depth of my own understanding, I needed to stay with point number one first. And I needed to dig deeper into that. Why is this abusive? Why is this not working? Why do I have this in my life? And go deeper into that. And that's why I'm so happy that you've done this book, because this is what this book will help other people do. Because what we do in our our personalities is we know we have a problem or we wouldn't even be talking about it. We know it bothers us or it wouldn't be conversation. And yet it's almost like we talk ourselves out of it or we negate yes. that it's a problem. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Totally. And so it's and how, how do we stay with the what it is first? We're aware that, you know, that you can even go so long in your life with a flat tire It'll get you so far, you know, we're, we're aware of that. Uh, we're aware that, you know, obviously everything that we're a part of has some good qualities about it. Um, but we're also aware that what's trying to guide us is what's not working. Yes. So, and I, and I love that you talk about like the, the flat tire and stuff. Um, and, and first, like, I, I totally get your point on the, the part with it, it was good or it was bad, but it wasn't all bad. And, and, you know, and that's the part of, to be realistic of, you know, I don't want to paint this picture that every single day I was abused and every, you know, there were it, mm-hmm. definitely, there were so issues there and, and acknowledging that where we have to go into those places and acknowledge the, the truth. When, when I go back to the, the in, infant thing, right. It's, any insecurity or any self-doubt or any disconnection from the absolute amazing person that you are and the greatness in who you are, just yearning and, and ready so passionately to come out in the life you live, anything other than that, in that same love that we came come to as an infant was all stuff that we had learned from someone else or some other experience or some message that's telling us that we're not good enough. Or, or we're not able to live this abundantly fruitful existence, right, to its fullest potential. And, and, and we can get through our life like you talk about the flat tire. If you break your hand, you can maybe just splint it on your own, let it go, be mindful of it. It will heal back in place. The bone will eventually heal on its own but it may heal a little crooked, you can still maintain function with that hand, right? You can, you can, maybe it won't be 100%. On the, on the other hand, if you go to a doctor, get a cast, do the proper physical therapy, after it's done, nurse it back to good health, chances are you'll be 100%. You're gonna have full function of the hand and, and as you did before, uh, um, suggestively. So 
our wounds are the same way. We can get through our lives with tools of just like things that we can do to combat some of the things that happen and we can deal with it. We've all done it for so long and we can maintain a certain level of whatever we need to in, in our existence in society. So my, my thing with this book is, although we can do it, why let's think about how we can even enjoy it more. And that's what it was to me is how can I, be at more peace with my life and some of the things that happen and how they impacted me. How can I be a better person? How can I enjoy this life more fully and continuously asking myself that question? That's why I felt like it was that deep work came into play because it's necessary. It's it, the wounds are there. And if they're on, if they're not healed, they're not healed. <laughs> they're still there. And my, my, perception of it anyway oh absolutely that's so uh, so true and and these um it's almost like you know the story happens to us and then our willingness to engage in the story is what creates us that's what yes. develops us that's what defines us and and yes. it is true you live long enough to realize every experience you've ever had it still comes in handy. <laughs> you know, you still and get to use it, but you get to use it in a way that's transformative, not devastating. You get to use it yeah. in a way that's enlightening, not just staying in the darkness of it. But uh, I think that that's what, you know, both of us are, are saying and articulating is that you must be willing to go uh, yeah. to a deeper place to find and truly understand it as to how did this shape you? How did this define yes. you? How did this clarify you? Because yes. there are many people that have our stories in common. Uh, sadly, too many. Yes. You know, um, it it's like uh, someone at our staff was talking about today that, well, they told someone, you know, just to not have anything to do with anybody in a relationship anymore because they drink. And I said, um, well, that would be an interesting concept. You know, <laughs> if you yes. if you eliminated all the people in your life um, that, you know, everywhere you go uh, because they have a drinking issue. Uh, well, that's a significant number, you know, <laughs> yes. How, yes. And, and where is that compassion of that space and how do we hold yes. that? We have a lot of people that have that woundology and. One of the reasons that some people still continue to drink is that they have a lot of codependent people around them that say, well, you know, 12 times a month, it's awful. I don't even want to go home, but, oh, they are very nice people. Do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Instead right. of really getting to the root of that. Well, let's delve in a little bit further into your book, and hopefully we'll have some people calling in as well or listening later, and they can engage with you on Facebook. Uh, Ricky yeah. Roberts, I-I-I, your Facebook page, or purchasing the book. Um, give Thank us you. some key strategies that you mentioned in Healing Within the Wounded Child. Um, first, you know, I, I think it, exactly what you said is is it starts at, at willingness, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, and let me, let me just back up for a moment before I get into that. It, the the work is is 
they call it work for a reason, you know, it takes effort and, and it's not an easy thing. So when I'm talking, I want people to understand that, that my journey, it's an ongoing process. I'm continuously working and continuously um, looking for ways to improve myself and, and my, my life, you know, and, and my own growth. So I want it to be clear to the listeners that I respect that this isn't necessarily easy work and I don't want to at all come across misplacement of the, the courage and um, effort it takes to do these things on ourselves. It's, and it's so important and so um, worthy and, and does, does so much for our, our experience here. And to connect that in is it all starts with willingness, you know, and, and being willing to um, face some things and some truths about your life that may be hard to ex- uh, acknowledge and also understand that it's not just people from abusive, like turbulent childhoods. There's things that happen in our childhood that cause all sorts of levels of wounds in, in terms of our ability to see our greatness or esteem, insecurity, and causing insecurities, whatever. Um, you know, other strategies is beyond that willingness is patience with yourself, you know, and, and being kind to yourself in the process, but really looking at things that are coming up in your life, patterns, identifying the issue wounds, it's recognizing patterns that are happening in your life that continue to happen and acknowledging that that pattern that may not feel good to you or that's not a good pattern necessarily um, is a trigger from some, there's a root there. Like there's a root to our behaviors and our, and our responses to certain things. And those are the, um, the behaviors that's important to identify so that you can connect more with what that is and now explore what the root is to it. Now, let's talk about an example. Walk us through that. Okay. okay. Um, now, this is, this is actually an example I, I use in the, the book because this, this could come out in so many different ways. Like, like I said, um, I was helping a friend at his house uh, do some, some work, and he, he was getting frustrated the job wasn't going well, so he started to throw things around a little bit, just kind of huffing like he's like super, um, you know, anxious. And that sounds like we're going to be coming back after this short break. Okay. We'll be right back with Ricky Roberts. Stay tuned. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. 
go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's Eric Butterworth with a Unity Mindful Moment. Jesus taught the infinite potential of man and the influence of the allness of God. And he said, what I have done, you can do. This is the missing link in Christian religion. All that I have done, you can do too. Any great demonstration of law is repeatable. We tend to spend too much time looking to the people who demonstrate the law rather than the act of demonstration itself. Whenever anything is done, it can be done. The principle is what God has done, God can do. And God can do for you because you are involved in the same infinite law. Practical metaphysics then deals with a repeatable Christ. But if Jesus demonstrated the law, the law is demonstrable, therefore it can be done, and it can be done at any time by one who is in that consciousness. To pick up the Eric Butterworth book, Practical Metaphysics, go to unity.org and click on Shop. Discover Unity Village, and you'll find a peaceful oasis just 15 miles from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. If you're doing business in the area or looking for the perfect place for your retreat or conference, check out all that Unity Village has to offer. With 1,200 wooded acres, a beautiful nature trail, award-winning rose garden, golf course, and newly redesigned hotel and conference center, Unity Village has everything you need for that perfect event. Go to unityvillage.org to find out more. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment. Unity founder Charles Fillmore is quoted as saying, Here is a mental treatment guaranteed to cure every ill. Sit for half an hour every night and mentally forgive everyone against whom you have any ill will. The act of forgiveness is powerful medicine. Is there someone in your life that you can work on forgiving? Try this exercise tonight. To forgive is to set yourself free. Find out more about Unity at unity.org. Stretch your mind and open your heart every Thursday at 10 a.m. Central with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien and the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way. Gain insights into spiritual principles that touch upon the most practical aspects of our lives, like work, relationships, health, and diet. Discover time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga, a philosophy for living a more fulfilled life in today's hectic world. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Ricky Roberts III today. We're talking about a young man that uh, in the early days uh, faced abuse head on and the shadows of his life and learned how to transcend uh, those tragic uh, downloads into something very positive and extremely creative. I want to remind you that um, we feature these kind of conversations not only on Unity Online. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Temple Hayes. We have First Unity, uh, firstunity.org, templehayes.com. We have an active Twitter. And so we love the essence of staying in touch with you and staying connected. 
and a wide range of different ways in which to stay connected. So love hearing from you. And if also you would like to bring a, a guest to the show, please contact me um, and my executive producer at templehays.com. Love to hear more from you. And call in 816-251-3551. I always say that, Ricky, because my phone number is 251-3551. It's so close. It's like, oh, my gosh, we almost matched there, which I guess is a, a sign for me that uh, we're good. supposed to still be in love. I So there you go. Anyway, uh, enough of that. Um Healing, healing the child within. You know, we have needed um, someone of your generation to come forward because um, Jan, John Bradshaw, who was a mentor for me, his books and The Hole in Your Soul and The Wounded Family, he's the one that started this conversation so many years ago with Health Communications out of uh, Deerfield Beach, Florida. And so we, we needed you to step up. And you got a you got a Thanks. big set of shoes to fill there, young man, and I, and your own shoes. Um, so it's I was just really excited to have you on the show because I've been following your work uh, for quite some time. So Thank tell you. us some more about what you feel needs to be heard. Uh, your passion, what do you feel needs to be energized with what you represent right now? Um. Oh, I was going to finish the story, but that question is uh, that I what I feel needs to be heard right now um, on on a universal scale is that people are enough, you know, that they're worthy and that we all deserve to to realize and experience greatness and um, live our fullest potential, you know, and and seeing that and and believing that and discounting and and discrediting any belief system that that you have in your mind that tells you anything different, and um, you know, unfortunately that comes to us in so many different ways and, and has come to us in, in some ways, you know, like in this, this topic, the, the wounded child it really came to us harder and more extreme than others. So it's, I want people to hear that and people to feel that and believe that and, and to know it's possible, you know, and, um, it's that's why when I when I write and share, I try to share as much of myself in my work as possible because it's it's what the truth is, you know. Um, saying it and actually feeling and experiencing it is two different things, uh, and I I just want to be inspiration for people to. Um, the the just see the greatness in who they are well because you hold that then that no doubt is is the fact and and the truth 
Um, yes. Give us another uh, process um, that because people uh, get the book from Amazon, they can they can walk through this and have a Love change. It. The one of the things that I am most proud of, or not when I would say most proud, of, most excited about with the book is that they have there's every section has reflect and engage questions at the end of the section. And that's where I believe the real magic happens is it's giving people the opportunity to go through experiences of like, you know, when was the first time your trust was broken? Who, who list at least three people that really hurt you in your life? And, and how did that make it make you feel when they hurt you? Or what was your experience? with with money and how did that how did that impact your how does that impact your belief about money now just giving these different um experiential activities for for people to to do um you know and in going through different practices of um you know reflecting on the the things that hurt you that you can first remember and given those things, their space and the, the feelings that come up and honoring that and not trying to turn away from it or hide from it, but honor it and appreciate it and, and give it love and work through those processes over and over again. So I, I share countless uh, different experiences that really helped me in this process, um, all in different stages of, you know, encouraging people not to blame the wounded child because it's really easy and I've watched it so many times or, or witnessed it and I'm sure you have as well of people blaming that child and within them blaming the wounded child blaming the past blaming the things that happen and understanding that that just to identify it doesn't mean that it's okay to blame it we have to acknowledge it and and we can't still we can't let the lack of our ability to control our emotions in certain situations um, be blamed on our wounded child. So um, there's part in forgiveness in there that w is super powerful section. And I even encourage people to write a letter to people that have hurt them, not to say that they have to give it to them, um, but going through, really just going through different phases of the process, I feel like, in a deep and open, inviting way. It's very powerful. Well, I know that some people have already read the book and when they walk through the process of trust, and it, it's very interesting. Uh, one of my teachers in Signs of Mind used to say that the way that a child is potty trained for the rest of their lives is related to how they trust in relationships and how they are financially successful in their lives. Interesting. That's a very interesting concept, isn't it? Yes, yes. Well, you know, you think of just how many levels that trust is built on um, as you develop from being an infant on. And, you know, when, when you think of just how this is more applicable to people's life, you think about the next time you meet someone or the last time you met someone new, whether it be someone you were 
interested in dating or a potential business colleague or employee, employer, whatever, or person. And what does that feel like for you to meet people? Do you start to look for the reasons why you may not be able to trust them quickly? Um, for me, that was something that came up in my life over and over again. I, I would I would create stories almost in my head about why I couldn't trust people before I had any evidence of why I couldn't trust them, right? Um, and that's that's just one part of that trusting in the book of getting people to to think about that, and then sometimes beyond those initial reactions, what about when we're exposed to our intimate relationships and when we become vulnerable, and then our hearts are more involved? What is trust like for you in that environment? Um, so that that's the uh, trust is such a key part and just trusting the process of life and, and the good that will come out of life and, you know, the, the all the divine, just the, the, the um, experience. So uh, trust is such a important thing to spend time looking at for sure. aspect of of how important that is and for me it wasn't always easy as i as i share in the book it's just that it was a, a process for me to get comfortable and feel safe to be able to trust people and what i had to identify within myself is there were there were things that I experienced that broke my trust so often in my childhood that that established my understanding on a deep level of what it meant to trust people and that was that was part of that journey that I shared in this book um, but beyond everything else regardless of, of what temple and I talked about today and, and um, what we shared this process is different for everyone. What what I put out in this book is some, there were different things that or are different things that helped me and moved me in such a powerful way on so many different levels. And I know that it's not necessarily the right tool for everyone to use. And, and um, but I also know that it is the right one for people. So, I, I encourage you just to, uh, you know, open up and, and check it out. If it speaks to you, get it. Um, if not, I, I totally get that too. I, I just ultimately uh, encourage you to continue down your own journey of becoming the absolute best that you can and continue to see how amazing, special, and um, 
great you are, really. And um, also thank yourself for how far you've gotten with where you are today, like what you have done in your life to be the person that you are today. Just the fact that you're choosing to listen to this now, whenever it is that you listen to it, you're showing up for yourself to bring positive nourishment into your life. And, and that is a beautiful thing. And I, and I, and I believe that it, it's necessary to take a few moments out of your life and acknowledge that, acknowledge that about yourself and give yourself the credit for doing this work and being who you are. No doubt about it. It's, oh, um, thank you. Temple, you're here. Really... I was just freestyling. No, no, no. I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm right here. Um so it's that it's that true place and I I think it's very important for people to to really look at the words that they use and what they're calling in. You know, that's very unity, it's very affirmative, it's very uh, what we would call um, positive spiritual psychology is to be mindful of the words that one uses. In other words, yeah. that I love, you know, the concept that you build off the fact that you're you're destined to be to be great. Um, that was a big word for me for a long time. You know, like Tony Tiger, I want to be great. You know, I realize yeah. I've gone through great things and great problems and walked away from great alcoholism and great car accidents, you know, and I'm alive. And and I I use just that would hold that. But I then wanted to go another level. It's like I want to step yeah. into amazing and I want to yeah. bring forth an amazing life and look for the miracles and look for the new spaces. And that's. That's what it is. It, it kind of reminds me of many times along the way I've gone to visit, you know, elderly people, shut-ins, if you will. The curtains are closed. The blinders are pulled down. And it is a place of darkness. And it, it develops this kind of energy that, you know, you don't feel the life of a plant around you. It's like it feels like just this, this small, you know, 20, 25% energetic uh, essence of, of life. And, and you go in and you're, hello, how are you? And I'm here to see you. And you open up the blinds and you open up the window. And I think so many people may say, you know, I get tired of hearing that I had a choice because I didn't really feel like I had a choice. You know, I, I was just going through life and all of a sudden this happened to me. But we do have a choice with what windows we keep open. We do have a yes. choice to be able to look from a different perspective. And I really think that, you know, I, I, I delve into the Bible just with the pieces that really work for me that I identify with. I do selective uh, reading, as I do with a lot of other books. But one of the things yeah. I know throughout uh, the Bible, it says, may I have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. That's fundamental to what you're talking about. So mm. wherever you are as a person out there, if life is hard for you right now, if you're on the throes of getting sober, if you feel you've been spiritually re relocated with your job, I think the biggest urging that, 
that Ricky and I are both saying is if you hold the capacity that when you're on the other side of it, you will be great or you will be amazing. And you have the eyes and the ears to listen to a new window and be aware of who you have in your boat. That's key. Because if you just keep the same people in your boat all the time, you're going to go the same direction on the waterway. You want to continuously add new people on your boat that can bring to you an energy that you have to grow into. And I think that's key. I know you do that, Ricky. Um, I saw you at an event not too long ago. I know I do that, that I'm constantly looking for for people that are uh, inspiring or mentoring um, so I can hang out with them. So it affects and impacts yes. me. And I really value yes. that you do that. Thank you. And, and you know, when, when you were saying the, talking about the choice, it's, we 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 can't necessarily always choose what may happen in our life. Maybe there were thoughts or intentions that brought it up or, or whatever. But if we just, for sake of conversation, we we can't choose to to necess- we can't necessarily choose what happens to our life. You know, if we're driving down the road and we whatever the we get in an accident or certain things or whatever turmoil, tragedies, trauma can happen, drama. But we always, 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 always have the power to choose how we respond. Always. There is nothing that takes us out of that continuously, regardless of what hardship it is or struggle, like you had mentioned, troubles that people are facing. The beautiful thing about this life is we have the power within us, it's our free will to choose how we respond and where we go from there. And and that it's ultimately, I think the deepest part of both of our intention is encouraging people just to choose to go up and continue going to to the the amazing um, person, growing into the amazing person that they are. That's that's our choice, you know, and and I and I believe that and I've witnessed people not choosing to rise above circumstances or challenges or whatever, as I'm sure you have, and um, from the outside looking in, knowing your choices to to not let it hold you or hold you back, you can see that really when it comes down to it, ultimately it's it's our it's our choice to. I like to say, you know, rise above and not get held down. But whatever it's, you know, however it's communicated, it's it's like perfectly, like you said, um, encouraging people to make that choice and knowing that they're they're worthy of choosing the best one for them as well as the people around them. Mm, no, no doubt and, about it. I it, I I feel that you know we're. We're really uh, tuning in to asking and requesting people to really look at what is the story that you talk about when it comes to your life. You know, when in a in a sales uh, career or in a network marketing company, we would call it. You know, what is your elevator speech? What's your why? 
And so when you look at it in your personal life, what is your why? You know, why do you get up every day and and what do you believe in and what do you feel? And what is the story that you tell people? Because yeah. I I kind of got that as I was doing this woundology work, as I was looking at this broken, uh, you know, inner child um, many years ago and, you know, years of committing to therapy. It wasn't like it was a bad thing. It was something I welcomed doing because I wanted sure. to not only change my story, I wanted to change my family's story. I wanted to break mm. that chain, you know? Mm. And so in that space, it's like, why do I still hold on to this story? Why is it relevant? Why is it important? Um, why do I need it? What's the benefit from having it? You know, why do right. I need to be an eagle with an eagle with a broken wing? Uh, why can't yes. I just be an eagle? And, yes, and fly and soar. Yes. And is it like Marianne Williamson? Am I in reminding people, yeah, I am an eagle, but you know, over here, I got this broken wing. Is that the, the shadow of being afraid of my light or being afraid of the possibilities? And that's the and, part you really need to know. All of you need to know is why are you still telling the stories about your life and why are they pertinent and relevant to you now? Or do they need to be? Yes. And they, do they hold value to, to someone else with telling it with a sense of detachment, if you will. Like if I tell my story, it's a part of who I am, but it's not my story. It's, it's, it's my story, but it's not my story. It's not me. That's, that's a part of it. But the, what you were saying before, and you were just, when you were saying, talking about being an eagle and where we're flying and soaring, it made me think about what you said earlier, the self-talk of that self-talk has to be, I am an eagle and I'm ready to fly and I'm ready to soar and being mindful. And I even talk about this in the book of, of being mindful of that self-talk, those stories that can play on in back loop over and over again behind like what we're thinking and control the, the, the direction of our lives by telling us we're not good enough or telling us that we have a broken ring. Ah, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a wounded eagle. I can't, I'm not capable of that. I can't do that, you know? And, um, or no, this person's not going to like me or I'll never be able to, to qualify for this job or, um, no one's going to like what I read. Why do I even write it? Why do I bother? Like that self-talk, right. Can come up at any point in our lives and check into, our positive loop if we're we're in that that space and it's so important to to gauge that for ourselves to continuously flip it if we if we see it going negative understand again that we can choose to change it to something positive we don't have to to stay there um, if if we don't want to It's a decision that we make today that impacts the total reality of our tomorrows. And that's not anything that you and I have created. It's, it's a poster. No. It's something people have been saying uh, year after year, but it is an inner decision, you know, to make because um, the woundology that happened to us at one particular time allows us an opportunity to not only expand ourselves, but also to be a vehicle or a catalyst to help 
so many other people that we encounter and that we meet, you know, throughout our lives. I understood very clearly it was like a stopping point for me, like a big stopping sign that said, I must go and deal with this because otherwise I keep repeating it over and over and over again Mm. with brand new people, whether it's the boss, whether it's the boyfriend, whether it's the girlfriend, whether it's whatever it is, um, it would just keep getting repeated over and over. And I've always loved that statement that, you know, it's very evident when you look around your life and you, you see the issues that you might be facing, there's one common denominator and that's the fact that you are there. You know, you happen to yeah. be the one <laughs> that is yeah. there in those stories and in those those elements. So I want to encourage everybody to go to Amazon and uh, follow Ricky Roberts, the third Ricky Roberts, III. Check him out uh, on Facebook, on his own website, because there's a lot of wisdom there. Uh, most of his books that he does are book bestsellers. And get involved, know his work, and know how you can share his work with many young people now, the millennials, different people that are looking for a new door for their path or to open a new window. Thank you for being with us on The Intentional Spirit. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.